The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. You're on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com, or if you're listening to us on our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. We'd love to hear from you today as uh, a couple of different things to get through. Major League Baseball playoffs, NFL last night, NBA season is now done. What's next on the NBA calendar? Uh, stat that blew our mind, our player of the week. Love to get your thoughts and as you give you an opportunity to weigh on those things as well. 435-339-0321 to, uh, to join us and to weigh in uh, with your own opinions or your own questions on that. Ajay Salveson still joining us in an undisclosed location. Uh, Ajay, have you gone mad just yet? So I haven't gone mad, but... <laughs> Uh, this is hard. Like you, I mean, you quarantine for 14 days where you sit inside your room or house or whatever, and you don't move. Like it's, it's, uh, it's tough. I think I've been outside once in the last, since last Wednesday. And that was when I had to go throw out the trash. And that's the only time I've been outside. So, uh, this has been great. I'm so happy that I'm quarantining. (laughs) Well, it's the necessary steps to stop the spread. That's what has to be done, right? Yeah, especially when you feel fantastic and the Mountain Crest football team didn't have to, or sorry, that a certain amount of kids, you alone. Sorry, we lost you. We, yes. we, you, you buffered right as you were starting to make your oh. point. <laughs> sorry, yeah, that's, see, and that's the other thing is, like technology sucks these days. It's supposed to be better. It's actually worse. Hey, through the magic of technology, you can still participate in the show in your pajamas while sitting on your bed. And actually, of- I'm not in my pajamas anymore. Do you want to know what I'm wearing? <laughs> That's probably not a, a question I've ever really entertained having you ask me. <laughs> Oh, fetch, man! Hey, uh, looks we got we uh, we got some good news in the biz. Uh, we got uh, some times and dates on uh, some football games, and expect a lot of. Uh, well, if you're not busy on Thanksgiving Day, you will be now. Yeah, the Mountain West finally releases their broadcast schedule, so it, it does. We now know when these games are going to happen, what days are going to happen, and in most of them, we know what time they're going to going to happen. Uh, the Mountain West Conference releasing its television package today. And for Utah State, we now know they will have several games. Well, really, every game will be on national TV, whether it be FS1 or CBS Sports Network. I guess there's a chance there's ha- one game could be on FS2. But um, uh, a lot of games uh, in the evening and quite a few Thursday games, Ajay. Yeah, uh, two on the road and two at home. Again, one of those is on Thanksgiving Day. The the two on the road are at Wyoming and at Nevada. The Wyoming one's going to be a tough one because they're on a short turnaround to play the Cowboys um, in 
you know, in that uh, altitude stadium. And uh, we, we've talked about how good we think that Wyoming will be. So that's going to be a very tough turnaround uh, for this Aggie squad. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, it's the way things are. I mean, it's just the way it's going to be. And I, I almost, I'd rather have a Thursday game than a Friday game. I just don't see a difference between Friday and Saturday. But a Thursday game gives you, honestly, if you need that, you know, plenty of weight, Time to recover. If you play from Thursday to next Saturday, you'll get a, you'll get a couple extra days to rest and prep for your uh, upcoming opponent. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's not a bad schedule. Um, it's uh, definitely uh, it's a little bit more intriguing now with with the fact that you're going to have to play uh, these Thursday night games. And the other thing is, like I think you just mentioned it, but no day games at all whatsoever. No day games as of right now. So that's uh, that's also really interesting. Uh, you know, but what well, we got seven thirty games uh, against San Diego State. Uh, who else? Air Force, Colorado State, seven o'clock game against Wyoming. But New Mexico doesn't have a time yet. San Diego, or excuse me, uh, Nevada doesn't have a time, and Fresno State doesn't have a time. Uh, so we'll see how they'll shake it out. Thanksgiving Day, Eric, New Mexico. What time do you expect that game to be? Uh. I have no idea. I would probably think in the evening. I think the 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 Fox properties will want bigger time opponents uh, earlier in the day and in prime time. Um, so in prime time, meaning you know four or five o'clock our mountain time. Um, but because uh, you got the NFL that normally has their their signature games on Thanksgiving Day, so. Uh, I, I don't think that Utah State's necessarily going to be competing with the NFL head-to-head, but I don't know. I still haven't wrapped my head around this just yet and what that means of playing, having a Utah State football game in Logan on Thanksgiving Day. On Thanksgiving Day. Is that odd or what? That's still, yeah, I'm with you. That still hasn't like completely sat in my head yet <laughs> to think that we actually have a Thanksgiving Day for a college football game here in Logan. That's one of the most oddest things I've ever heard. Which, uh, we say Thanksgiving I, I Day, but it could just as easily be Thanksgiving in the evening. Uh, it could be later. Yeah. Because um, I mean, if, it's on Thanksgiving. Let's put it that way. It's on Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you can see the full schedule. By the way, those things. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. So I was going to say those Thanksgiving uh, NFL Day games, Eric. They include Texas Texans and Lions. Washington and Cowboys, Ravens and Steelers, uh, 6.20 Mountain Time, 2.30 Mountain Time, and 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time are those three games. Uh, what networks are those going to be on, do you know? So, yeah, yeah, uh, Texans and Lions are on CBS, Washington Cowboys are on Fox, and Ravens and Steelers are on, I just had it for heaven's sakes, Eric, uh, NBC. Okay, interesting. So for Fox purposes, um, it, who was on Fox, did you say? Uh, Fox was going to be Cowboys in Washington, I believe. Yes. Okay. Well, and then, I guess that doesn't really matter too much because this is on it, FS1 it, for the Aggies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and then... Uh, looking at the college football schedule uh, for Thanksgiving days all around the country, um, 
you would have to look at, I uh, believe there's, I know Air Force and Colorado State will play on Thanksgiving Day. I didn't see a time for them yet. There are no games on Thursday besides, at least from what I'm seeing, I don't have any Thursday day games besides New Mexico and us and Colorado State and Air Force. That's at 12 o'clock on CBS Sports. Those are the only two college football games on Thanksgiving Day. So, interesting. Really? Across everywhere? Yep. Yep. On F- in regards of FBS football, the only two games on Thanksgiving Day are New Mexico State and Utah State out on FS1. And CBS Sports will have the, uh, at noon, will have Colorado State and Air Force. So there is a good chance, Eric, that hopefully if the football gods will be nice to us, I I would rather have that game in the daytime, if at all possible. Yeah, I'm just uh, pulling this up here, getting into that week. And you're, yeah, it's New Mexico at, at Utah State uh, to be in to de- uh, the game time is to be determined. Uh, but Colorado State at Air Force that is already announced noon a noon kickoff on CBS Sports Network. So. It, it very well could be a, a, an afternoon football game in Logan. Or it could be an evening Which, one, as many of their other games are already scheduled for the evening. Please. I just, uh, what, what would you rather have, an evening game or a day game? Well, but look, the, one thing that is sure about this is that a, a nice thing about this new deal with Fox as opposed to what it was with ESPN, no games later than 8 or 8.15 uh, or 8.30 yeah. even. Uh, so 7.30 is the latest kickoff time that the Mountain West will have with FS1. Unless, of course, you have a game in Hawaii and then it's, it looks a little different on the on the national radar. It's uh, if local time, it's not late, but for everybody else it would be. But... Uh, yeah. But you know what? Uh being on FS1, it's a it's a new experience. Uh, CBS Sports Network has been there for a while. I, I think that they've done a nice job with their coverage, um, and the, the real experiment is uh, is going to start this starting uh, the, with week one with Utah State uh, at Boise State. Um, is how is how does this uh, system now work on Fox Sports One, where they're not on ESPN anymore? Does that hurt the national brand? Does it hurt the coverage? Uh, the benefits are that you don't have the late, late kickoffs, and uh, there's um, a greater opportunity for more flexibility for normal kick times on FS1 because it's not as crowded as it is on ESPN. But, um, yeah, but you, what you trade for one thing, you give up in another. Uh, what you gain in, in better kick times, you give up in potentially uh, national exposure. So, uh uh, nonetheless, Utah State on FS1 at least three times, maybe even as many as uh, four times. Because it could be on FS2, mm. which is the lower tier. That's the uh, Fresno game on November 14th. But uh, you can see the full schedule at CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, Utah State has announced, well, the Mountain West has announced their TV uh, partnership opportunities with FS1 and CBS Sports Network. Again, the Aggies open up on October 24th, on the road at Boise State at 5 p.m. on FS1. Uh, Aggies' first home game will be on Halloween 
against San Diego State. If you want to stay home and do the trick-or-treat thing and uh, keep an eye on the game, it'll be on CBS Sports Network at 7.30. Or if you can get tickets to the game, go in your costume uh, with a few other thousand of your friends. Uh, and that, again, will be at 7.30. Although Utah State has not officially announced what the ticket allotment will be, even though John Hartwell said with us a week ago that he expects it to be about 5,500. The university has not made that official yet. Um, and then, so let's just go through the home games for USU. Uh, November 30, or excuse okay. me, October 31st against San Diego State at 7.30. November 14th versus Fresno State. That time has not been announced yet. Thursday, November 26th. Uh, again, that is Thanksgiving against New Mexico. That time has not been announced yet. The following Thursday, December 3rd, against Air Force, that'll be 7.30 on CBS Sports Network. So uh, two home games, we just, we don't know the kick times yet. Two of them we do. We know they're going to be at 7.30. Uh, but for the, the two in the middle, we're not sure. Utah State has three straight weeks where they play on a Thursday night. So at the front end, it's a, a little bit problematic. On the back end, that's maybe a little bit helpful to help them get ready for their trip to Fort Collins at Colorado State. Yeah, uh, boy, this is a, uh, again, just a turnaround time that you're going to have in between each game, um, looking at your Thursday, Friday schedule and such. Uh, that'd be really, really interesting to to have to deal with. It'll be interesting how the prep will go for Utah State as well, uh, just in that regard. Um, I'm, I'm st- I don't know, maybe I'm making too big of a deal of it about the turnaround time, Eric. What do you think? Am I am I uh, about the turnaround time? Yeah, just I mean the guy because if if I looked at it right, right, we have uh, let's see. So they have a short sure, week sure after this. San Diego, which after that is going to be Fresno. tough. Which is at Wyoming, so both short weeks come on the road that's right true. after that. That's that's really especially going to Wyoming, Eric. We talked about how good Wyoming is going to be, and that Nevada is a wild card game to say the least. Man, that's whew, that's getting a lot. So uh, the the full schedule's out um, for Utah State. Though it looks like there's still going to be some uh, adjustments going on because there are three games on USU's schedule that have not yet been revealed. Their kick time. We know the days. The days have been set. We just don't know the kickoff times just yet. Um. And they don't have the the start time for the conference championship game announced either, by the way. Uh, that could be on Fox. It could be on FS1. They're not uh, – they they haven't announced that for sure yet either. But it will be on a Fox partner. Uh, but you can see the full schedule, the release from Utah State. It's available at cashvalleydaily.com. Uh, and to see what, what Utah State football future is going to look like uh, this year. Um, so uh, – Bottom line, it's kind of good to finally see this. Now you can start planning and understanding, you know, where you need to be, what the games are going to be, where they're going to be taking place, uh, and uh, and it's going to be quite a few Thursdays. Uh, we're going to have some extra Saturdays to to do other things, I guess. But um, uh, the the schedule is out for Utah State and the rest of the Mountain West. 
Um, switching gears a little bit here, Andre. Let's let's go into what happened in Major League Baseball uh, last night. Uh, you and I were talking about. Yes, let's let's do that, Eric. Well, let's you and go I were into what happened yesterday <laughs> in baseball. We were talking about the American League Championship <laughs> Series as it was unfolding. <laughs> Tampa took care of business. Uh, they're up two nothing now in this in that series, and they're going to try to go up three uh, nothing uh, today. Um, but before they can do that, they have to wait to see what happens in the National League where Atlanta and the Los Angeles played each other to a duel through the ninth inning, and then the floodgates just opened for the Braves. Yeah, Eric, you know, if you would quit being selfish and just listen to me for once, it would go a long way in you being a really great sports analyst. And you are great, Eric. I mean, you're good, Eric. But I I feel like... You sometimes are bitter about my team being better than yours, so you go on this little, you know, you know, bitter tirade, uh, and you get pouty, and you don't vote for the right team because you vote with your emotions, not with your heart. And Eric, yesterday, Wait, isn't my voting grade, with your emotions voting with your heart? Y- kind of. Yesterday, Eric, my Braves really. Uh, they, I mean, Max Freed was really good. Uh, he did give up that uh, that run in the fifth inning. Of course, Freddie Freeman, the National League MVP, M. V. Freeman. Say it with me, listeners. M. V. Freeman got that solo home run in the first inning. Braves got it back in the fifth. But I thought Max Fried was great. I thought the bullpen was even better. Got themselves out of a couple of big time jams uh, and and dodged a couple of bolts. And like you said. In the uh, in the ninth inning, it was just all Braves. Ozuna was great. Uh, I, I to see. I mean, Duvall goes out. He's out for now the rest of the the rest of the postseason now, um, which is a huge bummer. Uh, but Pablo ends up walking. Or no, excuse me, he got beaned. Uh, Marquez w- wasn't great, but then Culberson comes in, and I thought he was great. Riley, who is 0 for three, going into the ninth inning, gets a major. Uh, a major home run on a fastball that uh, that uh, the reliever tried to sneak by him. It was just to the outside middle part of the plate, and he and he crushes it to left center, left center, and then uh, it just kind of like you said, the floodgates just opened it. Ikuna was great, uh, Freeman was good, Ozuna, and then Albies gets his uh, his another home run. Five uh, one to your final, my Eric. World Series, here we come. You're basing everything off of one game. Hold your horses there. Hold hold my horses. We just beat the ace of the Dodgers. We just beat their ace. It's not Clayton Kershaw, who, by the way, was supposed to throw today. Now is out till tomorrow. Yeah, he's got some back spasms. Well, he, quote, unquote, he might be faking it, to be honest with you. He's trying to he duck trying the to get. He's, he's yeah, well, he's trying. He and I, I think there's some cheating here from the LA Dodgers. I do. Some I think that cheating? they're trying to, yeah, they're, they're trying to put together a pitching matchup. So Clayton Kershaw's scheduled, but then they're like, no, we want him to throw against somebody else. So instead of throwing him for today, he ends up throwing tomorrow now. And I think that there's just some gamesmanship How, how is that cheating? cheating going on from the Dodgers? Because, dude, it's 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 an unwritten rule. If you have a starting pitcher oh, going an, into that it's day, it's an unwritten rule that they're yes, they're correct. Violating. So, you, yeah, so yeah, correct. You can't just change your pitcher, you know, five hours before the game and say, no, we're not going to go with Kershaw. We're going to go with somebody else. 
No, if that's your guy, stick with your guy. It's even if he has back spasms and he can't even move around. Put him on the mound. He doesn't have back he spasms. Bend over. He's moving just fine. He, they show some film of him just, you know, going through some warm-up tosses or whatever. He looked great. I don't know what the... No, it's not. Don't bail this guy out. Here's what Dave Roberts has to say about that. Oh, yeah, I was listening Blake to Dave is, Roberts. Uh, the greatest competitor I've ever been around. Um, so to give him the opportunity to make the start today was our goal. And, uh, you know, until we couldn't. The goal was to give him every opportunity to pitch until they couldn't. He's a major competitor until he gets to the playoffs. Uh, 9835text nine, in the Dodger bullpen will be a problem with the questions in the closer role. Cannot trust Kenley Jansen. Who's through in the ninth last night? They had like what, two or three guys come in last night. Yeah. Did, um, did Jansen even see the mound? No, he didn't. I didn't think he it did. Was, it was Trinan and McGee who came in and threw in the ninth. But you're right. There uh, are some tr- issues there with the, with Los Angeles and their they're closing how they close out games. That is well, yeah, dude. They threw one, two, three, four, five pitchers yesterday. They threw five pitchers in a nine inning game, uh, and the Braves. Max Fried started with six innings, four hits, one and run, nine Ks. Martin Smith and Melikon. and Melikon didn't come in until the ninth. Smith pitched to the eighth, and Martin threw an inning as well. So they only threw one each. Just. Go incredible stuff. I thought Freeman again was great. I thought uh, Acuna Jr. He went one for five, but his buddies picked him up after. I thought Ozuna was really good, especially in that final at bat in the ninth. Uh, he had that big RBI double. Uh, Albies was awesome. I thought Albies was just clutch. He took a breaking ball and puts it into the left center bleachers. Uh, just great stuff. And I, it's going to be tough now because remember Adam Duvall is now out for the rest of the postseason. They have uh, they've moved him out, and I, they're actually bringing in Culberson, uh, who is going to be uh, the uh, replacement, if you will, for the uh, for the Braves, for at least for Colbert, for excuse me, for Duvall being out. So again, big win for the Braves. We're one and zero. We're about to be two and zero. Dodgers right now got a man on second with two out, bottom of the first, and it's that uh, ugly looking dude named Mookie Betts. Nobody likes and is overrated. So <laughs> cool, totally overrated. Not quite. <laughs> no, it's great. Xfinity. What is great about Xfinity? Tell me. <laughs> uh, so today, let's shift to what's going on today. Um, it will get game three, no, excuse me, game two underway right now. It's in the bottom of the first inning between the Braves and the Dodgers. No score yet. Uh, so that game is already underway. And then later on, the Rays and the Astros. Uh, you seem to be pretty confident in your Braves to get to game two today. Uh, but what about the later game this evening, starting after 6.30 on TBS? Yeah, this you know this game, Eric, is going to be really interesting to see who actually uh, comes out and, and uh, again, makes plays defensively. The Rays made so many great plays defensively yesterday. Uh, you know, the Astros had 10 hits. They honestly should have had 15 but because of great defense by our third baseman, great uh, a couple great plays from the shortstop, one great play from the outfielder, uh, the uh, right outfielder guy. I, forgive me on I just I forget the names continuously, so please forgive me. But just defensively, they were so good. And on the other hand, 
Two errors come from the Astros. Both of them were on Altuve. One of them killed him. One of them didn't. But then they had guys left on base all day long, including the first inning, where they easily should have had three runs, and they didn't. Uh, it just it, it, the, the urgency for the Astros has to be there today. They are down two games to none. If they lose game three, this series is over. It is over. The Rays will not let them get back into it. Um, and if you're the Rays, keep the pedal to the metal. Keep being aggressive early in the count. They're aggressive early in the count yesterday. They didn't care about who was on the mound. If they can stay early in the count aggressive again, they're going to get that first look fastball. Take it and just, you know, take what they give you and, uh, and try to, you know, put the bat on the ball and, and, and move some guys around on the base path and then create some havoc on the base path as well. And then I'll, speaking of base path, the Astros, you mentioned this yesterday, Eric, the Astros have to be so much better on the base path. Hey, they have not been great as of late. I know a couple of balls bounced against them, but still, uh, be better on the base path and, and give themselves a shot. Right. They, they need to do a better job of putting pressure on the pitcher to, once they get on base um, and to, to try to get guys advanced, get him second-guessing what's going on, just get him thinking uh, of something else other than what he, the next pitch he's going to throw. They've left too many guys on base. They've got to figure out better ways to advance their guys and get them across the plate. Um, by the way, 9835 texts in. Kershaw has always had 200-plus innings pitched at this point of the season. He will be fine when he gets the ball. Okay, calm down, 9835. How about you let me do the analysts here? Uh, I yeah, think you know a what? great point. Yeah, but here's the thing is <laughs> the guy can't pitch in the playoffs. Because he's been spent by the time he gets to the Oh, playoffs. my gosh, don't. He's been spent. Oh, come on, Eric. You know better. He's been their ace, their oh, horse geez. that they ride hard and, and put away oh, wet. And he's just, uh, you know, he's kind of wore out maybe. So, uh, 9835, I do want to ask you, since you're texting and being a part of the show, thank you, by the way. Love hearing from you. Uh, what's your uh, pick on this uh, on this Dodger Brave series? Do you have the Dodgers in five, Dodgers in four, Dodgers in six, Braves in seven, maybe? Love to hear from you, uh, 9835. Obviously, he's a Dodgers guy, which is absolutely fine. We love to have uh, both sides of the play. Eric, you're not even a fan of either. You're just picking the Dodgers despite me, but that's fine. That's true. Normally, I would always hey. pick against Los Angeles, but I, 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 I kind of don't like the the Braves uh, more than I don't like the uh, the, the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't so know how that works. I, I'm picking hey, against let's, let's... Atlanta because I dislike them more. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. So Kershaw will uh, start game three. Which, which, by the but, way, but, that, that dates back to Greg Maddox when he left the, the, the Cubs and went to Atlanta. And then but. he dominated with Atlanta for 14 years. Hey, uh, Eric, let me ask you something. With Kershaw playing Game 3 tomorrow, I don't know what the percentage of his health is going to be. If he's only 80 to 70 to 80% healthy, did, I mean, can he still be effective and go 5 for his squad? Oh, what a catch. Well, I think it really depends on what happens today. Uh, if they're down 0-2 and it looks like the Braves have all the momentum, they may may try to push Kershaw to do a little bit more, uh, to be more available and to go longer. Uh, but if it looks like it's an, an even series or uh, they played them tough uh, and it looks like they could have won it, just got away from them, then maybe they they give him a little extra time to make sure he has all his stuff to help them out. But I don't think you can go too long because then it messes with your rotation. Seven games in seven nights. You don't have time to rest 
yeah. these guys and go through different uh, That's a options. great point. That's a great point, especially in the bullpen. That's a phenomenal point, Eric. Uh, really quickly, uh, this, this Braves-Dodgers game, uh, a hot shot to third base. Riley makes a great play on it on the snag. Throws to Freeman, who makes the even better stretch on the play. Makes the catch, and uh, they do get the out. Uh, Betts advances to third, so you have a man on third with two out here. They are reviewing the challenge, but he looks like he's going to be out. This, I mean, defense in this playoff so far, Eric, has been so delicious <laughs> from so many teams. The Rays have been great. The Astros were really good in the uh, series against the, uh, you know, excuse me, against the A's. Um, the Rays, I thought the Yankees played good defense. It's just their offense went stale. And you've seen the Braves here play really good defense so far throughout their postseason run. So, uh, so far, it's been really impressive defensively. As, as many runs as we've seen so far, I think the defense has been really impressive uh, in this postseason. All right, we need to call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. We'll keep rolling on. Continue to get your thoughts, your questions, your disagreements. 435-339-0321. If you want to text into the show, we'll continue talking about Major League Baseball. We had an interesting NFL game last night in overtime. That's always exciting. we got a game tonight on a rare Tuesday night. We'll look at those matchups as well and continue to dive into the Utah State football schedule that has now been released. We know the days. We know a lot of the times. We don't know all the times, but a lot is now revealed for Utah State in their 2020 football season. We'll discuss all those things coming up here on the Full Court Press. The best mornings begin with... Not that. Okay, that's better. I was going to say the best mornings begin with a magnificent breakfast like two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. And to drink, get any size premium roast coffee or soft drink, like an icy Dr. Pepper for just a dollar more. In other words, the best mornings begin at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily there was a shop and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, I tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry because your car is what we're all about. At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it. Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot on 200 East, 1175 North. Look at Penny. She looks amazing. What's she done? Plastic surgery? <laughs> look at her smile. Why is she smiling like that? It doesn't look normal. What's her secret? There's nothing wrong with Penny. Her husband went to Castellite. He built a beautiful new outdoor patio with pavers, wall block, and a cozy little fire pit. He chose from a huge selection of pavers and got expert help for a do-it-yourselfer. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. 
sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard, aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest, presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Ajay in an undisclosed location. As we continue on here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Monday Are you excited night to see me again? <laughs> I don't know. It's been kind of nice. You know, I don't have those interruptions at my cubicle. Oh, you. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, you do. Just, just I'm just the least worst of the interruptions. Where you usually throw something at me. I haven't, I haven't thrown anything at you in months. I know it's been nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fetch. Uh, Monday night football last night, the Chargers and the Saints. On paper, I thought, "Eh, this should be, the Saints should take care of business, but that Chargers team under Herbert's looking pretty good. Uh, They've had a lot of close games to just get away from them, and unfortunately, that was the case again last night. In overtime, um, they just couldn't hang on to things uh, in that fourth quarter when they had the opportunity to do so. The Saints come back, force the overtime, and then get the field goal to eventually win the game. Drew Brees, I mean, still racked up 325 yards and a touchdown, but you could tell this, this father time is not being kind to Drew Brees and his inability to throw the ball downfield. It makes you appreciate like the greats like Tom Brady, LeBron James, what they're able to do in their sport at their age, right? I mean, just the consistency of winning, production, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing to watch. And you're right, Drew Brees was, uh, he, well, he, was more than, he, he was more than off yesterday. Uh, 33 of 47 for 325, a TD and a pick. He did take two sacks. Taysom Hill was 0 of 1. But uh, Taysom Hill, how about that? Eric, game-tying touchdown, led his team down the field. Uh, you know, Alex Kamara, 11 carries of 45 yards. Uh, Jackson for Chargers had 15 of 71, but Emmanuel Sanders, 12 receptions uh, for 122 yards. It's becoming a norm for him, which is amazing. Yeah, he, uh, he was yeah. he was phenomenal to watch. Just how how crisp he was running his routes, uh, making himself available, and uh, really bailing out Drew Brees in a lot of different situations. Hey, how about Marshawn Lattimore, the former Utah Ute, with the big tackle on Mike Williams or the Allen yesterday to pretty much seal the game, stop him short of the first down. Yeah, there were some big plays. You have to give New Orleans credit for what they were able to do. I mean, I'm loving watching what this Justin Herbert's doing for the the Chargers. Four touchdowns by a rookie uh, where, you know, this guy was not planning to be the starter at this point uh, in the, in the season, uh, but he's kind of been thrown into it. And I think he's he's adapted well, and he's he's got into it uh, and done a nice job. I think what's hurting 
the Chargers are their defense is not uh, helping them out very much. Yeah, yeah, and that's been a problem for the last three weeks, I believe. Is just no defense from uh, from San Diego, especially their defensive backfield. Dude, they look so lost out there; it's ridiculous. The Chargers. Um, go ahead. Uh, I'm just gonna say the Chargers opened the season with a three point win. Then they lose against Kansas City against Kansas City by three. They lose to the Panthers by five. They lose to the Buccaneers by a touchdown. Then they lose to the Saints by three. They've had victories so close and and just within their grasp, they just haven't been able to seal the deal. Yeah, I, and again, I, I look back at the Kansas City loss. I blame it on the defensive backfield. I blame yesterday's loss on the defensive backfield. Uh, but I, I want to go back to Herbert. You're talking about him. I didn't think he'd be this good this early. I thought he was going to see a lot of uh, a lot of hard lessons learned. And, I mean, the, the one where he ran to his right, threw off the back foot, on a dime, put it right where it needed to. I believe it was for Allen who caught the touchdown pass uh, near the uh, corner of the end zone. It was just a spot-on throw. I was so impressed. Yeah, I thought that he, he really did the better job of, of uh, pushing the ball downfield. Uh, he, he had some wide receivers just making some spectacular grabs, especially there in the fourth quarter. Um, but uh, in the end, you know, New Orleans just maybe a little bit. They have that culture. They know what to do when the time is is important at the right moments. Make that little extra play. Be a little bit more crisp in the way you run your route, or the more you the way you cover your defender. And uh, that's kind of the difference between a winning franchise and one that's not used to winning. Uh, and I think that proved to be the difference in the end. Not because they necessarily had one quarterback that was or a running back or wide receivers that were that much more dynamic than than the other team they were just more experienced in those moments i think that proved to be the big difference yeah and no, that's a great point but again uh eric you know bottom line Taysom hill leads the saints to a big win uh <laughs> Taysom has been incredible it's all about uh, Taysom. it is it is and, and it should be he uh, i know he had a rough first quarter uh, had a you know, but he turned everything around in the second half. Everything around in the second half, and it caught on quickly. And what a great contribution he uh, he was last night. What a big addition he is for the Saints. <laughs> you are n- Mr. Numero Uno in the Taysom Hill fan club. Hey, you're Mr. Mr. Numero Uno in the Braves hater club. <laughs> and that's okay. So. I'm happy to admit that. <laughs> So, we've got another NFL game tonight on a rare Tuesday night. This is a game between two so excited. undefeateds, uh, two teams that, uh, you know, there's been some coronavirus stuff that's going on. There's been some distractions here. Uh, but this is a, a matchup of two teams that haven't tasted defeat just yet. So, one of them is going to go away sad. Uh, Josh Allen has been one of the real highlights of the young NFL season with how well he's done in Buffalo. So unexpected. Honestly, like, I mean, look, he was great in college at Wyoming, and we all thought, oh, yeah. But then when he started his career at Buffalo, it was horrible. It just it didn't get off to a good start. He was making bad decisions. He wasn't getting rid of the ball quick enough. He was making bad reads, uh, just uh, so on and so forth. Like, it was, it was a bad deal on his part. And then I don't know what clicked this year. I have no idea what turned it around. But he all of a sudden has found 
found himself as this new and improved quarterback where he's making great throws. He's being smart with the ball. Uh, he's, he's making tough throws as well. Uh, his reads have been so much better. Uh, really, really impressed so far with uh, Josh Allen. But, Eric, well, I but, said it yesterday, and I'll say it again. This is his biggest test tonight against this Titans defense. Uh, yes, th- th- yes, you're, you're right in that. You're totally right on that. But let's, let's not act like Josh Allen just suddenly came out of nowhere. I mean, this is a guy who started uh, his season last year. Uh, they were, what, 5-1 f- and one going into the late October? There's going to be 5-2. and two. Uh, They were... This was a good football team a year ago, and uh, they they played New England tough earlier in the year. Uh, they beat Tennessee last year, so this is a football team that was improving and was on the up and up. And Josh Allen was part of that, so it's not like he just all of a sudden dropped out of the sky, drank some magic elixir, and now was all of a sudden is this great quarterback. He has had some progression, he's had some improvement, uh, but he, that he really has taken up to another level this year. And he is one of the uh, more dynamic quarterbacks in the NFL so far. But tonight's going to be one of his biggest tests that he's had of this young season. The Jets stink. Miami stinks. Uh, the the Chargers, excuse me, the, the Rams, a good team. Uh, Las Vegas proving to be a, a better team than we thought. So it's kind of been a mixed bag. Some bad teams that he's faced and some good teams that he's faced. Uh, and this is going to be a real test today, but really the the best defense that they've gone up against to date for the season. So did you tell me that Josh Allen's been good this whole time? No, I would just say he was he was a pretty good quarterback a year ago. I think he's playing, turning into a, a really good NFL quarterback this year. But he he wasn't like this great all-star a year ago, but he was improving, and he made a lot of good plays a year ago. He didn't just all of a sudden in the offseason develop into this guy that people are suddenly paying attention to. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he was okay last year. I I don't know if I'd call him good, but I'll call him okay. Um, I, I again I just like uh, again last year he held on to the ball a bit too long. He didn't trust his he didn't trust his receivers as much as he probably should have, uh, and. He just took bad sacks too. He really he took bad sacks a couple of times, or at least a few times in games when you can't take a sack, or he just didn't recognize the situation. I again, I think he's gotten better this year, a lot better at that. Um, but again, like you said, it'll be a tough test tonight against his. Uh, you know, this Titans defense can get after you. They're very physical with their defensive backs. They love to just, I mean, ride that receiver as long as they possibly can. Um, but uh, and and with the defensive line, they're aggressive, they're quick, they're fast. Uh, the linebackers can disguise the blitz really well. I don't know if Rabel blitzes as much tonight. I think he might drop a lot of guys back in pass coverage, and I have to make Josh hold on to the ball to try to cause. It. I mean, coverage sacks are just as big as as anything, and I think you might see a lot of those tonight. You know, here's something about Josh Allen. This is about his progression. A year yeah. ago, he threw the ball over 250 yards. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five times. Only five times he threw the ball for more than 250 yards in a game. Inclu- that mm-hmm. includes the playoff game that they lost by one against uh, the Houston Texans. This year, okay, he has thrown the ball for over 250 yards in every game. 
He has thrown the ball for over 280 yards in every game. He's got 312, 415, 311, and 288. Whew. So he is improving. He's stepping up his game. They're they're using the passing game more. They're trusting him more with the ball, and it's it's working out for Buffalo. Hmm. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, wow, I didn't know that's that. <laughs> so if you're okay, so let me ask you this: If you're the Titans' defense, do you blitz Josh Allen, or you just let? I mean, do you just let your guys sit back and cover a receiver and hope that a three or four man rush will get him? Well, he he can scramble. Uh, he's uh, yeah, that's he true. Is, he is a. I mean, he's not the 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 mobile scrambler that we think of, like maybe a Russ Wilson or or uh, Lamar Jackson or. Um, you know, some guys like that, uh, even the Sean Watson. But he can move. He, he is mobile with his legs. He's kind of more like an Aaron Rodgers where he can stretch out a play and even run to, to get some extra yards. So I would be hesitant of, of doing that um, and just trying that all game. You may have to you, you know, bring up some pressures in other ways, but uh, I think you have to be careful about just dropping back and forcing him to sit in the pocket. Now, that's a good point. He does have a good scramble ability. Yeah, that's, I didn't really think about that. Uh, if I mean, again, if you can if you can contain the running game, and I think that's where Josh Allen really provides much of, and that's something that they weren't really great at last year. But if you can, you know that they're going to try and put a running game into action. If you can contain the running game as a Titans defense, put some pressure on Allen to have to make throws, a lot of throws. That might be the Titans' best chance to get this win. Okay, and that game, again, is going to be tonight. It'll be on CBS, and uh, we'll be starting uh, next hour, actually, within the next uh, little bit here, um, starting at 5 o'clock on CBS. So i got some Tuesday night football for you to watch. Uh, We're going to take a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, We have a couple more things we want to get into. The stat that blew our mind, our player of the week. Uh, what's next on the calendar in the NBA. Uh, And uh, again, we'll get into this more next hour about the Utah State football schedule. It was released. The the, uh, start times have been released. The TV networks, which will carry the games, has been announced. We'll get into that as well on the Full Court Press. And you can text in and let us know what you think, 435-339-0321. When the open road opens and you're ready to go, we're here at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. With the same stay-in-your-car oil change, the same expert care you can trust, and the same quality service that's rated 4.6 out of 5 stars, where you get in and out quickly without ever having to leave the safety of your car. Let's get ready for the road ahead. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. Now open at 695 North Main, Logan. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. 
The Riverwoods Conference Center is accepting reservations for holiday parties and events, inviting you to experience an elegant holiday atmosphere with the Riverwoods Conference Center's beautiful new renovation and holiday decor. And with catering from Elements, your special occasion can include delicious entrees and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. This year, the Spring Hill Suites is offering a low $79 rate when you schedule a holiday party at the Riverwoods so you can take the elevator home after your event. To schedule, call 750-5151 or Google Riverwoods Conference Center. The State of Utah's Wood Stove and Fireplace Changeout Program is back. Advanced Fireplace and Stove says let the government foot the bill. Up to $3,800 towards your new Heating Glow Gas Inserter Fireplace. Registration begins November 4th. This is the final changeout opportunity for 2020. Live in Idaho? We'll help you navigate that program, too. Replace yours with a Quadrifire Pellet or Wood Stove. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. Call us at 435-752-7272 or find us on Facebook or at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Be our guest October 15th, the third Thursday at 7 p.m. Come learn about Medicare and Social Security. Planning ahead will give you the confidence you need to make these important decisions. Come see us October 15th at 7 p.m. at our office by the North Walmart. Call 752-9493. The seminar is free. The information is extremely valuable. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson. Hey, just want to let you know, girls' soccer playoffs underway. And uh, those are taking place tomorrow, actually. Um, and we got some volleyball going on today. Uh, it's the f- uh, final day of the regular season and final day for uh, region play in high school volleyball. So best of luck to those girls playing today. Uh, we got some good volleyball going on in Region 11. Skyview is second, Mountain Crest third, Ridgeline eighth, Bear River is 12th, Green Canyon 13th, and Logan is 18th. So they try to uh, finish things up in uh, volleyball today, girls' playoffs tomorrow, and uh, we've got a couple different teams in the uh, um, going on in the region uh, in, uh, involved in the postseason with girls' soccer. Unfortunately, Bear River lost over the weekend. Uh, against Snow Canyon, so they do not advance. But uh, tomorrow you got Skyview and Cedar Valley at 2.30, Logan and, and uh, Snow Canyon in Logan at 4, uh, Green Canyon hosting Juan Diego at 4, uh, Ridgeline versus Cedar, that's at 4 o'clock, and then Mountain Crest at Canyon View, that game's been moved to 3 o'clock, but uh, quite a few teams still in it for girls' soccer playoffs. Another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. And uh, when we come back, we'll preview what we're going to talk about next hour. We're getting to the stat that blew our mind, uh, player of the week, and uh, more about Utah State, their football schedule released earlier today.
This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jerick's. This is Ryan at My Mattress. I had a friend text me the other day saying how happy he is that he bought a new mattress last month. He, like the rest of us, are spending a lot more time at home. You may even be listening to this radio ad on your mattress at home, even if it is two o'clock in the afternoon. No judgment here. We're practicing all safe guidelines and we're open all day, every day but Sunday. The deals have never been better. More than ever, isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Only at my mattress by the South Walmart. Win a 65-inch 4K flat screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest. Presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Uh, we'll make sure we keep an eye on what happens tonight for uh, the last uh, games for the regular season for volleyball. Check CashValleyDaily.com later tonight or tomorrow to see photo galleries of these games. And then we'll got uh, girls' soccer playoff games tomorrow. Um, a lot of different things going on. And then after Wednesday night, we'll know more about the final pairings for high school football because a lot of games – Got canceled, but there are still games being played, including Mountain Crest, who uh, is uh, is hosting Hillcrest tomorrow. Uh, that game in Hiram, that game is still scheduled to be played, the last that I heard. So uh, then after those games are played, then we get the final RPI, and we know what the playoff pairings are going to look like uh, for the rest of the state. So really the question for me is, will Ridgeline still be third, or will they drop to fourth? Um, that's the the last real big question in my mind. Everything else pretty well set, I think. Yeah. Uh, isn't it kind of a fun time of the year, though, where all these games really do come into play? And, uh, you know, every every game matters for your RPI ranking. And, uh, uh, look, I want to wish uh, a, a quick good luck to our wonderful girls' soccer teams in, in Region 11. Uh, it's great to have such a great representation from Cash Valley of these girls and, and what they're uh, just the domination they've had in 4A soccer. And, and again, like I said, hopefully we'll have a uh, nice, a nice regional 11 state championship in 4A soccer. That'd be pretty cool. It's, it's possible. Uh, it's possible that we could have a, a, a semifinals featuring all region 11. Uh, we've, there's a team on each side of the, each quarter of the bracket. So it's possible that green Canyon Ridge line, even mountain crest, but, Ridgeline and Mountain Crest, if they both win on Wednesday, they would face off against each other on Saturday. But uh, Logan and Skyview, it's just, there is an opportunity there. It's possible that if they all advance, that there's going to be an all-Region 11 
uh, semifinals. Uh, but uh, we do know that the semifinals for girls soccer will take place at Rio Tinto Stadium, and the championship will be at Rio Tinto Stadium. Uh, we know that for football, the semifinals will still be at home sites for the semifinals, but the championship in 4A will be at Dixie State. And that'll be. Uh, but what's interesting is that the semifinals for 2A, 3A, and 5A will be at uh, Southern Utah, but not in 4A. So if I, if I saw that correctly. But the championships for all those will be down at uh, Dixie State. 6A, still to be determined. So uh, <laughs> most of those are on the long, along the Wasatch Front. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to send them all down to St. George by their championship game. So they're still searching for a venue. If we hear what that is, we'll let you know. Coming up next hour, we'll get into the stat that blew our mind our player of the week, revealing the Utah State football schedule now that the, the, the kickoff times are announced and the TV networks are announced. We'll get into that. And uh, what's next on the NBA calendar now that the season has finally come to an end? We'll discuss that next hour here on the Full Court Press. Stick around. Kansas. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. One of the underlying themes in the NFL lately has been old quarterbacks versus young ones. There's a group of Hall of Fame-bound pocket quarterbacks who are hanging on while talented, athletic, young guys come into the league every year. Last night, we saw 41-year-old Drew Brees for the Saints go up against 22-year-old Justin Herbert in the Chargers. Herbert was just a kid when Brees left the Chargers in 2005 to come to New Orleans. Last night, they shared the field in an overtime thriller. Brees and the Saints came out on top 30-27. The quarterbacking position has changed in recent years. The last two MVPs, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, can beat you with their legs and their arm. We saw Herbert move extremely well for a big guy last night. By staying in the pocket, Breeze feels like a bit of a dinosaur. He's not extinct yet. The Saints are still a dangerous team. But the new wave is definitely here, and quarterbacks like Justin Herbert are redefining the NFL. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.